Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on Monday, July 3rd, 2023. Excited to start a brand new week, a brand new month here with the podcast. Another month in which we will release episodes three times a week. And then come August, we're backfiring at you five times a week at the start of fall football camp. On today's show, really excited to have my good buddy Ryan Lohman at the Duke Nation on Twitter, who's going to be joining us. We've got some more likely to happen scenarios that we're going to debate, we're going to discuss. It's going to be a fun conversation, and I'd love for you to sound off in the comments down below what scenarios you think are more likely to happen in this one. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. Also check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Watch the show each and every day over there as well. So without further ado, let me bring on my good pal, Ryan Lohman, and uh, he joins us now here on the show. Ryan, how are you, my man? Fantastic, man. Enjoying the beautiful summertime here in the great Midwest. And uh, uh, yeah, excited for to talk to you basketball. It, it seems like the offseason was was fairly smooth, um, but there's still a lot of stuff going on with recruiting and everything. So it's still, still fun to follow and looking forward to the upcoming season. We're in a great spot, man, because now we were waiting forever and ever. You know, we get teased. We get pictures of players at K Academy. We get, you know, these um, guys are dancing on TikTok nowadays. But for the first time in recent uh, memory, we've got practice footage now quick clips and whatnot of these guys in action in Cameron Indoor, which is a great thing. Yeah, it's fun. And I, I said it on Twitter the other day, like the overreac- overreactions are already going to begin <laughs> because you didn't see guys like Kyle Filipowski and, and Jeremy Roach in those videos. You see TJ Power with like one of the smoothest strokes and like a half second clip and everyone's <laughs> like, he's the next coming of Christ. And I, I mean, we've all been pretty high on, on guys like TJ, but it's funny when, when guys see these 30 second clips and you get little little tidbits here and there and everyone's already saying that this guy's going to, how are we going to fit him into the lineup and stuff? It's like, it's, it's June. Yeah. Uh, breath and just enjoy the content i'm guilty i'm guilty man i'm one of those people that sometimes can jump to the overreactions for sure and we're going to do a little bit of that right here it's going to be a fun conversation more likely to happen we've got six different scenarios that i want to discuss on the show today so uh ryan pretty simple it's going to be a lot of fun let's just jump right to it you ready to rock and roll let's do it man this is gonna be fun all right here's my first topic that i've got i got a couple of player props team props and uh, we'll keep it going so let's start with a couple of sophomores coming back first one up here today on the program what is more likely to happen ryan loman that tyrese proctor averages eight assists per game or he shoots 40 percent from three-point range tyrese proctor Sophomore season, which of those scenarios is more likely to happen? Yeah, I'm going to go the eight assists per game. And basically, I, I base that off of the offensive talent he's going to have around him this year. And I say that, I know we had a lot of the same guys last year, but it's another year under their belt. Um, and then the, the scoring threats that you bring in with the freshmen like uh, Jared McCain and, and Caleb Foster and obviously uh, TJ Power as well. Sean Stewart a little bit here and there, but I just think the offensive firepower is going to be there. He's going to be more comfortable right off the bat. He's going to be the one um, that's going to be given the keys right away. I don't think we're going to have any of this 
who's the point guard, who's handling the ball, Roach, Proctor, DeBate, or even Foster in there. I think this is, this is Tyrese Proctor's team to run. Um, and, and then if you think of like the, and then you have to compare the two between the eight, eight assists per game or the, uh, 40% from three. And last year he, he definitely shot better at the end of the year. I think he ended the season at 32%, um, jumping eight percentage points. It, I think is a tall task and I'm just not sure he's going to be required to shoot the ball that much with, uh, Jeremy Roach playing off the ball and going to be shooting more. And then what I would assume would be Jared McCain, uh, who's a, a knockdown shooter, obviously things change. So I, I'm just not sure the amount is there and he's going to get the reps in that it would maybe take to get him comfortable or, or super comfortable. I could see him, uh, Improving that percentage, sure, 35, 36% maybe, but getting all up to 40, tall task. I'm going to take uh, the assists on this one. That's why these topics are fun to discuss, right? A lot of these are, are big jumps that we're asking of these players and simply put what's more likely to happen of the two. You mentioned it, 32% last year for Proctor, averaged 3.3 assists per game a season ago as well. So that's a big jump going from 3.3 up to 8, right? And then you've got to wonder – what the ball handling looks like, how often is the ball in his hands. I'm scared to make a commitment in this scenario right here. <laughs> I right know. But I, I got to pick one side of the fence. And for the content perspective and debate alone, let me take the shooting ability, right? Okay. With the idea that maybe there are more improved shooters around him. You've got somebody like Jared McCain entering into the fold. Maybe we get more run for Jaden Shoot. Maybe we get more run for TJ Power in his freshman season. There's not as much of a need for Tyrese Proctor to take those attempts. And when he does, he's set up for a greater opportunity of knocking it down. So uh, we'll split the difference on that one there. And I'd love to see uh, what people think as well, because that's a good one. All right, on to our next one, another sophomore, Kyle Filipowski, more likely to happen that he averages 20 points per game or that he is just an absolute beast on the boards and averages 15 rebounds per game. This one is tough because I don't think there's like, if I, if I was a betting man, like I would bet the under on both uh, of those happening. Um, He averaged 15 points and nine rebounds last season. And so I think if there wasn't the off season surgery and I I don't, I'm not going to start, sounding alarms or anything, but I, and I don't want people panicking in June or July about Duke injuries, but Kyle Filipowski's timeline was about six months from when that surgery took place. And that puts him right around that October time. So I'm not saying flip's going to come out and be slow and sluggish, but there's a chance he's coming into the season a little out of shape more than he, more or less than he was last year. So, um, the productivity, I'm just not sure is going to be there right away. I debated this one in my head, man, so much because it's like 15 rebounds. Sure, there's no Derek Lively, but he's going to have guys like Sean Stewart who crash the board and and some good uh, guard rebounding and, and Proctor and and Foster. So I, I, that'll take away rebounds. I'm going to go points just based on um, his season last year. He had Mark Mitchell as a threat and then Tyrese Proctor and Jeremy Roach. So those guys come back. That's not going to change much. Um yeah, I would say just with the chip on his shoulder coming back, trying to prove something and continuously improve his draft stock, I'll go points on this one, but I don't feel good about it regardless. Yeah, no, I think points is the way to go. We're going to agree on this one. What's more likely to happen, 20 points per game for Kyle Filipowski or 15 rebounds? You mentioned it as a freshman, 15.1 points and even nine rebounds across the board. Uh, a season ago. So that would be such a big jump on the glass. Duke was really effective in that regard, but I think he's going to be the focal point of the offense that Duke wants to feature. Therefore the point numbers go up. He's going to be more confident. And so 
That's where we're going there. All right, what's more likely to happen? Let's talk about last year's captain. Could be a captain once again this season, Jeremy Roach. We've got a scenario for him, and we'll discuss that after our first time out here on the show today. Locked on Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This is America's number one sports book. It's my favorite as well. And you can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 right away that you could spend betting everything from the money line to over under who you think is going to be the first to hit a home run in a specific game. The home run derby is right around the corner. You've got plenty of opportunities to bet MLB. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Moving forward here on Locked On Blue Devils today, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Ryan Lohman at the Duke Nation on Twitter. All things Duke for the season ticket. Uh, Ryan, let's keep it moving. More likely to happen. We just talked about a couple of sophomores and Filipowski and Proctor. The captain himself, Jeremy Roach. What is more likely to happen going into a senior season? That Roach wins ACC Player of the Year or he doesn't finish top five on Duke's team in scoring, that there are five players ahead of him in individual scoring for the Blue Devils. Which of those two is more likely to happen? See, this one's a trap one because (laughs) if I say – not going to lead or, or not be one of the top five scorers on this team. It, it sounds like a very hater take, um, but I, I don't see it. I don't see a situation where he wins. I just, I don't see him winning player of the year. So I got to go. I, I, and the guys, I guess, if you want me to get controversial that I would name will score more than he will. I, I would put you, well, no, cause I don't think they will, but who could they're scoring threats on this team that could score more than Roach just because the talents there. So you got to put, uh, you could put Foster, you could put uh, Proctor, obviously Flip, Mitchell, and McCain, maybe Stewart in there as well. That could that could lead it. Um, do I th- I don't think that's going to happen, but like you said, we're playing more likely to happen. I think it's more likely to happen that he is a not a top not a top five score on this team, an ACC player. The, the ACC is not going to be a ton better than last year, but there's more talent in the league this year. Duke has more talent on their team. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go more likely that he would not finish top five in scoring. Yeah, I think if you look at the odds for the ACC Player of the Year award, I think you would see Filipowski, Proctor, those two names right away that probably have a greater chance of winning the award than Roach himself. However, the history of the award, right, you're going to reward the experienced older guys oftentimes in the voters' minds. Um, and knowing that Roach is going into his senior season – 
that Duke is going to be a really awesome team. I don't, uh, Roach is going to find his way to score. And I, it, for me, it's just harder to say he's going to fall outside of the top five because I don't see a world in which he's playing that deep on the bench. Like when he's on the floor, his usage rate is going to be there, you know? So yeah. that's what I, I ask difficult questions here on the show, Ryan. And so yeah. of the two, I just, I think it's more likely he does walk away winning ACC player of the year. That again, like both that. of these scenarios are like 2% chances that these things happen, but yeah. Exactly. I think it's more likely he wins player of the year. I like it. I, it's, it's tough to argue with that. You're right. Cause I mean, we've seen what Jeremy Roach can do and, and you're right about the history of, of who wins the award. Um, I just can't see, I can't see either happening. Um, and at the off chance that he has injury problems again, he could fall out of the top five. Um, that's about the only way I could see him falling out of the top five is he just doesn't play uh, as much as we would uh, expect him to. So I, but I, I respect it. If Jeremy yeah. Roach is ACC Player of the Year this year, I'm trying to. I was starting to think while you were saying that in my head, like, is that good for Duke or does that mean it has to be good? Because Duke had an ACC Player of the Year player on the team. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. That means Duke had a really good season. So I, I'm I'm down for that. I'll take that. All right, let's go to this next one. If we disagree here, tempers will be flaring, uh, tensions will rise, the Duke community will hate us both. But here we go. More likely to happen, Duke wins it all or Duke misses the NCAA tournament. And yes, I think it's more likely that the Blue Devils win it all. What say you, Ryan Lohman? Absolutely. This was the one I didn't have a, I didn't have a, <clears throat> I had a debate in my head on just because <clears throat> um, if this team misses the NCAA tournament, I would put it up there with UNC's botch of last year. Like it, it'd be that catastrophic. Um, there's just too much talent on this team, too much experience. It, this team last year was going through it and they turn it around. I just don't see this team um, faltering that much. There's too much talent. These guys are too smart. They're too level headed. It's not, it's not like we're relying on guys to chuck up threes and get lucky and, and stuff. We're relying on really good defense, which will, which is one I think we'll talk about um, uh, later, but um, yeah, this team is just going to be too good defensively to lose enough games to miss the tournament. I, I just don't see it happening. And I really think they have a really good chance to win it all. And I, your guys at FanDuel probably have them as the top two or three odds to win Absolutely. it next year. So I'm going, I'm going with title. Yeah, it's got to be a title for the Stoop team, right? They're missing the tournament. You mentioned how talented they are alone, but the experience factor. Thank you for bringing up last year, right? Like the tough year in a lot of ways was last season when you've only yeah. got Roach and Blakes coming back. They figure out a way to win a double-digit winning streak to close out the year, right, going into the NCAA tournament as one of the hottest teams in the entire field. All of those pieces coming back, plus four remarkable freshmen who are set to make improvements. Sophomores returning for another season. Like, uh, yeah, it's definitely more likely that Duke wins it all than misses the tournament entirely. But this question is super fitting because Duke and North Carolina, the rivalry is so amazing. The programs are neck and neck at the same notches here. The Tar Heels did it a season ago, right? It's not out of the realm of possibility that there's a world out there in which Duke misses the NCAA tournament. So that's why we pose the question. But, yeah, you and I think it's more likely Duke wins it all here. Ryan Lohman here with us on Locked On Blue Devils today. We're moving forward here on the show, having a lot of fun. Ryan Lohman runs at the Duke Nation on Twitter and covers the Blue Devils, all things Duke, for the season ticket. Tell me a little bit about uh, your, your Twitter account there, Ryan, and all the great content that you've got this time of year. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. There's just a lot. Go- there's there's more going on right now that I than I would have expected. Um, with Emil Jefferson leaving to go to the Celtics, which is awesome. Like that kind of news is awesome to see. Uh, sucks for the staff and the team, obviously, but we're we're not going to dog a guy for doing what's best for him and his career and his family. So that's awesome to see. And then just yesterday, Jay Lucas getting promoted to associate head coach alongside Chris Carrawell. Um, they're going to have to fill a spot or two on the coaching staff. And I think that news will be coming out in the next few weeks, which will be great. Um, and then we have a lot of good recruiting stuff to follow. Our guy, um, Isaiah Evans, a 2024 commits, playing at the top 100 NBPA camp right now and, and putting on a show yesterday. So that's fun and, and seeing those highlights. Darren Harris played really well this summer. And then you got guys to follow on the, on the recruiting trail, like Flory Badunga. I don't know how to say his name. Never heard it pronounced yet. So I apologize if I'm butchering that. But there's just a lot of exciting stuff going on. We didn't have any drama in the offseason as far as losing guys and uh, besides Mackenzie and Baco. But otherwise, like it, we didn't lose anybody from last year that we didn't expect to. So um, it's been a great – it's been one of the more like calm but exciting offseasons I've been a part of in, in the last decade probably. So – and not to mention here, as the calendar turns from June to July, that means that Summer League is right around the corner. We'll see yep. a lot of Blue Devils there in Vegas uh, participating there for their respective NBA teams. Free agency off and running. Several, several Duke players looking for new homes or new contracts, potentially. So a lot of Duke basketball content for you to find and read and consume and listen to. And I appreciate you being part of us here on the show today. So let's get back to it. I teased this one in the cold open. If you're watching us on YouTube, this one is really fun. More likely to happen. Let's talk about the head coach. All right, Mr. Shire himself. Is it more likely that head coach John Shire gets ejected from a basketball game this season or he doesn't get a technical foul in conference play this upcoming season? This is tough. Dude, dude, I didn't I didn't look it up. Did he he got a technical last year? Or did he not? I'm struggling to think of one. Cuz I remember we uh, we as in Duke Twitter, I'm speaking on behalf of everybody, we were looking for more fieriness on the sideline and I remember tweeting out that we're just we're not going to get that from Shire. It's just not in his nature. Maybe this year it changes with expectations being higher and being more pressure. So, I, I don't recall him getting a technical um so I'm going to go, it's more likely that he does get his first one this year than him just jumping the gun and getting ejected. Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't, I, I would be surprised this year if, if he didn't get one and maybe it's just, be, it, it's, <clears throat> I were moved to, we're too far removed from the season. I'm, I don't completely remember exactly what it's like seeing him on the sideline, but I just remember, like I said, last year, a lot of people on Duke Twitter calling for him to get more fire in the sidelines, get the team fired up in games where they just didn't seem like they had that energy. And he just he never brought that. But then, like I said, he he never really seems like that type of guy that would get fiery um, to the point of getting a technical. He, he yelled at the refs a few times, but um, but I think this year that that could change. There's expectations around this team this year. And, and if you're in January or February and you got guys returning guys who are going out there and their body language is poor and you need to get light a fire under their butt um i could totally see him you know what today's tonight's the night and it's going to be it could be a game at georgia tech or at wake forest where we're down by 10 or or a little more than that and he just needs to get him going and i just like i said i think with expectations changing um and the guys being older i could definitely see him getting a technical foul this year which is why, let's look at the question here. More likely to happen, John Shire gets ejected from a game or he doesn't get a single technical. Doesn't. Oh, play. man. Yeah. Okay. 
So, Sorry, so I, we, I misread that. So we obviously saw how animated he was at the end of the Virginia game with the call there against Kyle Filipowski. And that again, I got to ask the difficult questions for the mild-mannered John Shire that he is. I yeah. think he's probably going to have a scenario that you just laid out, right? I do think we're going to see something like that where you just want to fire your team up a little bit. Let me get a quick technical. I see that happening. I think it's probably more likely that he gets ejected rather than not have a single technical at all in conference game. Yeah, I'm going with that then. I apologize. I, I was thinking it does get a technical or gets dead, then that doesn't make sense. So, yes, I am going. He gets – there's a better – it's more likely to happen that he gets ejected <laughs> rather than not getting a I know it is, but I, but I, and I, I still think my, my point stands true that there's going to, there might come a time where the team is just sluggish in February or it could even be in March. And he's like, I got to do something right now. Nothing's working. X's and O's isn't working. I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight balls on these guys and just go nuts and see what, how they react. And um, yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he gets ejected before he doesn't get a technical. All right. Last one here for us on the show today, more likely to happen. Duke basketball edition this upcoming season. Is it more likely that Duke basketball averages 85 points per game on offense or allows less than 60 points a game this season? Yeah, this one, I'm going less than 60 is more likely to happen. Uh, just based on the fact that last year, I think they only averaged 72. Yeah, I got it up right here. 72 points per game last season allowed 63 points per game. I think if you I, I just that's a huge scoring jump. Um, I could see them hovering around high 70s to, to low to 80, maybe right around that high seventies mark, I, you're going to have guys that are coming back and it's going to be a better offensive team this year, I think, especially with the whole season under the staff's belt and those freshmen from last year's belt as well. But um, a team who was a really good defensive team last year and played slow. Uh, I think when they come back as sophomores, it, there's just no reason why it can't be better. I'm not expecting it to be less than 60 a game, but that is definitely in my opinion, more likely to happen than, than the points. I'm going to agree with you there because I think the defense is so good. It's the calling card. They've got a lot of their best defenders coming back, and Mark Mitchell and Tyrese Proctor setting the tone. I think some of these freshmen will make an impact on the defensive end immediately. So I think it's got to be more likely that they allow less than 60. And both of these are tough tap. That's a really, really efficient defense if you walk out of next season allowing less than 60 a game. Uh, but it'd also be really impressive if the Stuka offense was able to go out and average 85 a game. So – uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to ask those tough questions, these fun, more likely to happen scenarios. And Ryan, I walk away from this thinking at least, you know, we did agree on some, not everything, but I, I think that uh, we walked yeah. away having a good conversation today. Absolutely. And we didn't get hostile with each other. We, we, <laughs> we kept the PG, so we're, we're all good there, but no, it was fun, man. I love doing that because there's a lot of them. It's like, it made me think last night you sent it, you sent it to me and I was sitting there by, by our fire over here and, uh, was like, man, these are these are tough. Like I could have gone either way, and on a few of them, I you you persuaded me a little bit. So that yeah. was a lot of fun. Let's see what people think in the YouTube comments below. Hit us up on Twitter and all those things. What do you think was more likely to happen for Duke basketball going into the season? Ryan, it's a pleasure to catch up with you as always. Give me one more plug. Where can people find your work? Where can they follow you? 
Yeah, at the Duke Nation on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I'm not as active on TikTok in the summer as I will be during the season, but um, good stuff coming there. And then, yeah, the seasonticket.com. I'll be posting some interviews with some recruits and some freshmen uh, going into the season. And then, yeah, going to try to be getting to some games this year and covering the team a little bit more seriously. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. Ryan, we'll do this again soon, okay? Yeah, man, can't wait. Let's, let's not go as long as we did. Yeah, that's um, my pal Ryan Lohman at the Duke Nation on Twitter joining us here on the show today. Always a pleasure to catch up with him on the program. That'll do it for our show here today. Thank you so much, as always, for your support of Locked On Blue Devils. We're back at it later in the week with more awesome content and conversations. That'll do it for our show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you soon. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.